0: Aaron Hogan, Rod Papers, Hook them Up, 1019-AM-1260, The Horn.
1: Hook em Up indeed on a Friday. Our first uh, college football this weekend, minus Army-Navy. This is a game we should all watch and appreciate. That's yes, coming up tomorrow. Go Army, beat Navy, as uh, Craig Flower said yesterday with us in our history lesson of that.
2: Do most people root for Army? Like most of, the, I, I meant to ask uh, Colonel nah, that We had pretty, s- Is it split. pretty split, or is it most of America rooting for Army in the Army Navy game? I, I don't know. I feel like I feel like more people are saying go Army. Well, remember Navy There's also includes go Navy.
1: Navy also includes the Marine Corps, right? So the Marines are Navy. Ah, okay. Because as uh, there we go. As they would tell you, they need a ride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they
2: need a ride. I'm not getting into that. I know, that's got, I know they got beef going on between well, the, you, uh, the different branches of the military. My brother's in the Air Force. <laughs> I only want to get into it. Yeah, well. <laughs> I got no, no legs so, there. You
1: know, the Marine Corps, the Devil Dogs will root for Navy.
2: Okay. There you go.
1: Army will root for Army. Go Army, beat Navy. And, it, you know, it, it, there are no losers there, right? I mean, it's just oh, no. whoever side Stop you it. root for, we appreciate you.
2: Amen, brother. Amen.
1: Amen. They're the so, best of us. They're the best of us, absolutely. And uh, <laughs> the little football game, there's other things happening in the world that they're going to be more concerned about when that game ends. The fields of friendly, friendly fire, right? The fields mm-hmm. of uh, friendly fire ahead of what's coming beyond their uh, their football and uh, cadet careers and um you know it's it's uh, it's a game like unlike any other without that's, a doubt. So that's why you should check tomorrow. it out. And take yes.
0: the under.
2: And, and, take the, <laughs> and take the under.
1: Both teams are 5 and 6. Man, we know I mean, last uh, year's game they they scored a grand total of 20 uh, 37 points with two overtimes. Wow. It was 20 to 17 was the final.
2: Man, So it was exciting but yeah like like Ty said take the under. Yeah, hey, it'll yeah, be usually it was, a
1: pretty short game. Yeah. They, don't, they don't put the ball in the air that often. Yeah, all. they run it's the rock. It's not the Air Force. Yeah,
2: they run the rock, baby. <laughs> all right, Old so that,
1: that's all happening. Appreciate everybody messaging in on the uh, Live Golf uh, PGA Tour conversation. John Rahm, obviously, uh, making the major developing news yesterday, making it official for who knows how much money he's going to make to go to Live. Um, somebody said, uh, guys, the uh, Saudi Arabia tourism up 58% last year. Their plan is working now. Yeah. There you go.
2: Be. I mean, that's exactly what they want, right? That's, which, which people would
1: like to not <laughs> they call see it sports. They
2: call it what, sports washing. That's correct. They try to, to clean up their image uh, through uh, through sports, through international and sports. Money. and Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the money helps. The money does yes, help. It does. Hey, but John Rom didn't do it for the money either. No, he did not play golf he for the play money. He doesn't play golf for the money, okay?
1: And he doesn't play in these th- three-day no-cut tournaments. That's not golf.
2: I always say the American dream has changed, and it is now to make more money and do less work and live off you of that opportunity. <laughs>
1: Hey, it's the gig, a lot yeah, it's right. the gig economy, Ron. I'm make
2: a lot more money but do less work. How do I accomplish that? Well, that's well, the We talked about the
1: guy earlier this week who was a YouTube guy.
2: Oh, the plane guy? crashed
1: an airplane yeah. to, to create hits on his YouTube page. To he got content. arrested.
2: Yeah, but how much money did he make off that that's stunt, right. though? Eh? Yeah, well, he, he,
1: quit, I mean, like he crashed a plane. Yeah, so you, for him
2: it had to be worth it.
1: It made, it feel like, made his viewers feel like he was in the plane. But he didn't. He survived it. But then he got in trouble because you can't just crash an airplane. He <laughs> like, they're going
2: to investigate that, dude. They investigate they plane told, crashes.
1: And he went. He had to rent a helicopter to go clean up the wreckage, which he was not supposed to do. That's how you know he had some bread. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's how you
2: know he made some bread. He, he rented a, first of all, renting a helicopter is expensive, man. Crashing an airplane? First of all, it wasn't some little old airplane. It was an airplane. Even cheap airplanes are
1: expensive. Propeller planes. Like, that's not, that's not cheap, that's Any brother.
2: cheap – yeah, there's no such thing as a cheap so you're airplane. So, like, well, how
1: much money is he making on this YouTube thing you know he's He made, doing? A, he made, he made some <laughs> and he had a
2: really good lawyer because he's only doing, like, what, a couple of few months? A couple of months for it? Six months. I think he did in six. It could think, have been up to 20
1: years. Yeah. It's a federal crime because it was a – the FAA yeah. was – or the, UN, the NTSB well, was going to investigate. You
2: crashed a plane. <laughs> It, just, it did just act like oh it's, good. it's all good they going nobody's gonna know about it like they, they track that and, stuff but you put it on YouTube and then you <laughs> they, you're right maybe maybe you could have gotten away with it and of course Ty saw it, it. Ty's watched it Ty was
1: along for the ride yeah.
2: so, I wonder how many you know we should go look up how many views he's got on it right now Ty do we you know what, what yeah, how but, popular this dude is yeah. on
1: the uh, YouTube I don't, I don't I don't even think videos, I
0: saw it on YouTube I think I saw a clip probably someone ripped of it um, and just like on Instagram or TikTok or something like that so exactly. it's it's everywhere now.
2: Yeah, I mean, his point is he wants to go viral. He went viral. That's how they make their money. They go viral. They they wake up every day thinking, like, How can I go viral today? What can I do? That's what's wrong with the world today. I don't disagree with that. Hey, you know what? Charlie Strong got a lot wrong, but one thing he got right.
1: Downfall of society. Social media
2: will be the downfall of society. He said, and everybody was like, Charlie, why are you acting like that? And now, I got to say, in retrospect, That was, that was probably the most astute observation that Charlie Strong made while he was here.
1: Well, you know <laughs> it's going what? To the downfall uh, of society for 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 sure. But it's also allowed a lot of people to be their own boss and, and participate in the gig economy. Whether you're driving like, an Uber or make, delivering food, make more or,
2: money and do less work. That's right. right. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> I'm gonna wake up, make and your just own schedule, not videos. work for the man. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I, I'm not you mad. You be the man. Trust me, I'm mad at. It. I'm just when my daughter grows up one day, she's like, Dad, I want to be a content creator. i to be like, Oh no! Oh yeah. Oh, and yeah. how can I? argue? argue with it because that's like all she knows when you're exactly and it's actually something you can make money as some of your kids grow up and say mom dad i want to be a gamer and you used to be like you want not play video games for a living your mom and dad would be like shut up go back in your room and go read a book and t- decide a real career what you want to be shoot now some baskets or something yes. Get out of the house if, if they say that now they can do it E oh they can make money just playing video games so i don't even know how you approach that as a parent well you're uh, gonna find out my uh, friend. Oh, please don't <laughs> remind me i got some time Three
1: adult children now who are all flourishing and doing well, so I appreciate did that. Did any of them want
2: to be gamers?
1: Uh, one of them did. One of them would. <laughs> one of them absolutely oh, one of did.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Probably still is.
2: Still is. Hey, hey, you no, can do it on the side, to, though. It. You can find a real, a real job, RJ, and then do that on the side. That's you what? He,
1: he may have wanted to be a gamer, but he found a woman who was great who wanted to marry him, so I will, I'm proud of him.
2: Hey, there you, <laughs> you go. That's true. That's a good point. Find somebody who, who likes You, can, you can game and be married. He is. Yeah,
0: there you go. You
1: can, yeah. Yeah. You're right. My wife. A
2: year ago. You gotta hey, great find somebody because gaming takes a while. Like you on those games for hours. Oh yeah, think all night. Like, like two, <laughs> three hours of just your life. I, my my wife would not stand time for that. suck. I all play. Time. I play
0: like an hour a day probably. It used to be a lot. What, more. Still what
2: kind of this minute? What kind yeah, of games yeah. do you play?
1: You, oh, wow.
0: Mostly sports games, but you know, shoot. Oh, okay. I, I really only play. I don't play alone. Like if my friends text me and they're like, "Hey, get on." It's it's, it's more oh, of just gotcha. a way to you know decompress and hang out with some friends.
1: Hey, can we uh, get to the headlines? Because there are trending topics, including NFL Week 14, and a huge win for Longhorn Volleyball last night. Let's get to it. <laughs> Top Gun Reynolds and Lawn Equipment bring you the news. We'll get to Longhorn football in a minute, but a quick note, to finished up late last night, but the fifth-ranked Texas volleyball team won an absolute thriller last night. Five-set win over 11th-ranked Tennessee at the in the NCAA Sweet 16 out in Palo Alto, California. Uh, 25-4 and Longhorns now advanced to the Elite Eight for the 17th time in the last 18 seasons. They're going to play Stanford for a trip to the Final Four for Jarrett Elliott's team, but just a tremendous match—five sets back and forth. Incredible match last night there. Uh, on the football side of things, Longhorns honored, of course, they've but uh, got 23 days to that national championship game. But this week, congratulations to defensive lineman Andre Sweat, Byron Murphy, wide receiver Xavier Worthy, and tight end Javion Sanders—all have been recognized as first-team All-Americans for their performance in 2023 by various lists. Sweat has been named, as a matter of fact, first-team All-American by USA Today. The Athletics, Sports Illustrated, and CBS Sports. He's been the anchor in the middle of that Texas D-line as part of the nation's 5th Beth rushing defense. A couple more Longhorns, including a fourth defensive back, have entered the transfer portal. Wide receiver Casey Kane and DB Larry Turner-Gooden both entered that portal yesterday, according to On3Sports. Kane was a member of the 2021 recruiting class, nine career catches for 214 yards. Turner-Gooden is a redshirt freshman from Playa Del Rey, California. He's played in five career games at Texas. He joins fellow defensive backs Jalen Catalan, Xavion Bryce, and B.J. Allen in that portal. Also uh, NFL week 14 kicked off last night in New England. Bailey Zappi threw three first half touchdown passes. The pride of Victoria, Texas helped the Patriots snap that five game skid and deliver a damaging blow to the Steelers playoff hopes of the 21-18 win. It was uh, the 21 points. I signed more than the Patriots have scored in their three previous games combined, and they did that in the first half. NBA, Indiana's emerging superstar, Tyrese Halliburton, poured in 27 points, dished out 15 assists, lead the Pacers over the Bucks 128-119 last night, and into the championship game of the NBA's inaugural in-season tournament. You're going to meet the L.A. Lakers there, who steamrolled New Orleans in the other semifinal last night, 133-89. Those two will play for the first-ever NBA Cup tomorrow night out in Vegas. And big news from high school football. Three area teams looking to advance to the state championship week up in Arlington. How about uh, undefeated Wimberley? The Texans face Belleville in the 4A Division II semis in Pflugerville tonight. Liberty Hill will hit the road to Cypress to face Port and Groves in the 5A Division II semi. And tomorrow afternoon, back in Pflugerville, Westlake will play North Shore in the 6A Division I semis at the field.
0: Horn headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. Don't be a ho ho ho. Bring anything on Foster Village's Amazon wish list on our Facebook page and get up to 20% off your rental or purchase. TopGun.net. We'll shoot you straight.
2: Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I didn't, I didn't watch all that game last night. I couldn't do it. I tried. I forgot it was the first even half. On. Oh, it was on. I tried, uh, but I couldn't like, do it. <laughs> Patriot
1: fans were in shock when they had three touchdowns in the first half. Like what?
2: I was in shock so I picked the Steelers in that game. I and thought are the these Steelers, guys. Yeah, this, and it was. I mean, you tell me what two of the worst offenses in recent history in the NFL going at it here. Um, and the Steelers got Steelers. I brought this up yesterday, man. As an organization, they got some issues. They need to be bad. Well, they, this, well, this
1: year. Trubisky injury, or they, the injury to Kenny Pickett, even though he's not good, it forces. Miss Trubisky on the field, which is even worse yeah. by a long shot. And so they may tumble to where they do have a higher draft pick. They need to. remember, they were 7-4, and four and you're thinking Had they're right there. with the playoffs. It, and, But in the, since Sunday, they've lost to t- two, two win teams. They lost to Arizona at home and then went on the road and lost to the Patriots. It's good for them. Yeah, that's good for them. It's They need, good for them. They need a quarterback. They,
2: they're trying to keep up this record, I believe. Mike Tomlin was two wins away from having a – a twenty season, twenty consecutive seasons, something like that, where they basically end up with without a losing record, which is just insane. That basically the Steelers would without a losing well, record as an
1: organization. It is amazing. And Ron basically, Mike...
2: the last time they had a losing record was before they drafted Big Ben.
1: Well, and think about it. we played the sound yesterday with um, Tom Brady talking about you know sometimes changing coaches is not consistency matters uh, and It and and i just think Mike Tomlin needs a quarterback obviously the transition from Ben Roethlisberger to the next guy has not gone good and Kenny Pickett's not the guy he's not the guy but this is a quarterback draft and so a couple more losses here in december and they'll tumble into the upper you know top 15 of the draft and have an opportunity exactly what they need. to take a QB and um, maybe get the right one this time because Kenny Pickett was a feel good story coming from the hometown you know Pitt Panthers and he's just he's just a guy and you're playing in a division where you got to beat Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson and if healthy Deshaun Watson, you need to upgrade at that position. Yeah, uh, the
2: like Steelers are there. They are the model of consistency. But my take yesterday was basically the consistency is hurting them now.
1: Yeah, they're too good to get the quarterback.
2: Yes, because they, basically they're it's in, purgatory. They're, they're in the, basically the middle class of the, the NFL, which nothing wrong with that. It means they compete for the playoffs. They don't make it. But it used to be where their model of consistency, they were consistently good to be great because yeah, they were the competing Super- for Super Bowls. But now they're consistently Mediocre just to good average, enough, yeah. yes. <laughs> Consistently, they're not just actually good challenging enough.
1: for championships. They're, they're yes. good enough to make the playoffs, and yeah, that's not where you want to be. That's you not where you want to
2: be. So I think Tomlin is a great coach. I love Tom. He was my DB coach when I was with Tampa. Uh, but I do think it's going to be good for them. Now they're losing, like you said, they're losing to bad teams. They need to keep losing. They're, they, they find ways to squeak out these wins because Mike Thomas is a hell of a coach, and they, they find ways to win, get advantages in the margins. But to get a good quarterback, they need to have a losing record, and it needs to happen this year. They So that 20 consecutive seasons without a losing record, that, that record needs to, that, that needs to end. I think it's 19. They were trying to get 20 this year. They don't need to reach 20. It doesn't. If no. they do, that'll be really they, bad for they, their organization. They still have
1: a winning record at 7 and 6 right now with the back to back losses in five days, and they've been outscored by 40 points this year. Yet they still have a 7 and 6 yeah. record to the point. Come on. Uh, astute observation on you the message me. line, on the text line that says Air Force not using the air raid offense is a huge missed opportunity. That's <laughs> 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 true. <laughs> I think that's true.
2: Uh, Hire a
1: Mike Leach disciple and run the do, airway. raid. They
2: throw it. At, yeah, it's like, now, you know what? That's brilliant. I can't even <laughs> hate on that. That's brilliant.
1: Let's uh and, You
2: know they used it, they called it the air raid because they, when they initially started running the offense, they used to use the fans started using air horn when they would run it at is it, it the Westland or wherever they started running Kentucky it
1: at? Kentucky Wesleyan? Yeah, so Howl where,
2: wherever they started running the fans every time they would score, they would break out the air horn and they started because of that they started calling it the air raid. So that's why.
1: Yeah, you, know, you run the air raid, right. you got to find a quarterback. And not all quarterbacks want to go be fighter pilots. You know uh, what I'm saying? That's so true. The <laughs> but the
2: air raid is quarterback friendly. That's it the beautiful is, thing about, right about it. You,
1: wanna, you, wanna you don't good, have to be the biggest guy.
2: Yeah. All they needed you to be accurate. That's point the, guard. Point that's, guard. That's, it's all you got It's all Basketball about losing. Basketball on
1: grass. Yep. Can we get to Rod's rant, first of two, on that's a Friday? It.
2: All right, let's talk about the Cowboys and the Eagles. Big game, huge game coming up uh, this weekend. I think it's a legacy game for Dak Prescott. Let's talk about Dak, first of all, and the reason the Cowboys have a chance to beat the Eagles. And I'm feeling good about the Cowboys' chances to beat the Eagles. Uh, number one, because the Cowboys will be playing at home. That helps, right? Playing uh, playing at home is going to be big for them. Um there are only four quarterbacks in NFL history that have posted a pass rating of 100 or better in eight straight home games. Uh, if the Cowboys' uh, Dak Prescott's pass rating is 100 or better Sunday night versus the Eagles – He'll join (laughs) uh, the only other four quarterbacks to do so: Aaron Rodgers, Kurt Warner, Drew Brees, and Brett Favre. Uh, Keep in mind, he had a 115 passer rating when they played in Philly on the road, and Dak was Dak was not the reason the Cowboys lost that game um, because Dak played phenomenal, and Dak has been arguably the best quarterback in the NFL in the last four weeks. Um, He has been unbelievable. Matter of fact, they. The most dangerous quarterback-wide receiver uh, combination in the NFL in the last month has probably been CeeDee Lamb and Dak Prescott. They've been unbelievable. Dak has, how about this, he has the fewest turnover-worthy plays in the NFL. He has the lowest turnover play rate in the NFL. Um, and he's scoring a pro football focus, and he leads the league in big-time throw rate so he is making better decisions than any other quarterback right now in the NFL and making the fewest mistakes when he's throwing the football and he's actually making um more accurate down the field throws in critical moments than any other quarterback that's basically what the big time throw rate and turn and turnover worthy play rate that's basically what it's all about he if you go look at it and this is why I think he's going to get a bit of a boost um that that Two things. The Eagles defense is struggling. That's the first boost he's going to get. I, the Eagles defense was playing better the first time Dak played them, and they weren't great then, but they have continued to regress. Uh, the Eagles, if you go look at three and out rate, defense, force three and out rate, they're at 9.4% force three and out rate uh, against opposing offenses. That's the third worst number in the NFL. And the Cowboys, in terms of their three-and-out percentage, um, they're above offensively above 11.3% um, in the second half of the season. That would make them the second-best uh, team in the NFL in that time span when it comes to putting together sustained drives and avoiding three-and-outs. So the Cowboys are really good at avoiding three-and-outs, and the Eagles are really bad at getting teams off the field. That's something I think that's going to help, uh, help the uh, Cowboys. The Eagles – uh, touchdown, first down rate allowed. This goes back to not being able to get teams off the field because teams can keep converting and getting first downs and eventually getting touchdowns. Uh, right now, uh, the Eagles are second uh, lowest, second worst, I should say, in the NFL in first down, touchdown rate allowed. Only Arizona is worse and defensively at first down, touchdown rate allowed. Cowboys are only second to the 49ers <laughs> right? in offensive first down and touchdown rate. They're moving the football, and they're converting at a really high rate. So the Cowboys really good at putting together sustained drives. Eagles really bad at getting opposing offenses off the field. That's a bad matchup for them. And something else that's helping the Cowboys that they didn't have in the first meeting, they didn't have a running game. Uh, the first meeting, the Cowboys played the Eagles. They had 71 rushing yards on 21 attempts, just not going to get it done. But since the uh, since week 10, the Cowboys basically since they played the Eagles, because they played the Eagles in week 9. So since then, uh, week 10 uh, versus the Giants, 168 rushing yards. Week 11, 107 rushing yards. Week 12, 100 rushing yards. Uh, week 13, 136 rushing yards. So they've had at least 100 yards rushing every game since then. Um, e pointed out after that game that you thought the Cowboys needed to work on the running game. I think the Cowboys agreed with you. That's what they've been doing in the last four weeks. They fixed the passing game pretty much during that that first bye week they had. The passing game has been prolific uh, since the bye week. Uh, but now it looks like they have, I don't know if they fixed the running game, but they've definitely juiced it up a little bit, and it's improved. If they can bring that running game uh, with them in this matchup with the deadly lethal duo uh, quarterback a combination of uh, d- of Dak and uh, CD Lamb which nobody's been able to neutralize. I think the Cowboys got a really good shot to win it just cuz the Eagles defense is it's bad. It's not a good defense right now. Um they they do they have some they do a lot of things well, but they're not a good defense overall. They're structurally unsound. Like the the secondary and the coverages don't necessarily match up with the front and the pressure packages. Hassan Reddick is leading the NFL in sacks, so you do have to worry about that. I think the, the two biggest issues would be uh, pass protection, and on offense and on defense, it would be them going after Deron Bland. How does Deron Bland bounce back? I mean, Dak Prescott right now is playing the best quarterback in the league, so that's good because he will keep you out of a lot of bad plays. He's first in passing touchdowns, touchdown interception ratio, second in passer rating, and completion percentage. Um, but they they have a Complement of pass rushers that is as good as anybody in the league. Josh Sweat and Jalen Carter have combined for ten sacks. And remember, the last time the Cowboys played the Eagles, Terrence Steele had his worst game as a cow as Dallas Cowboy. He allowed twelve combined pressures uh, in that uh, I believe in that game, and he had four sacks allowed in that game. Think about it. He's only allowed twelve pressures in the last four weeks combined, and he had twelve in that one game versus the Eagles. Four sacks allowed. If, that is, if that's going to happen again, the Cowboys might lose just based on that one performance because they, 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 they cannot have Terrence Steele play that badly versus some of the best pass rushers in the league. And on the flip side, Tex, uh, the, the Cowboys' defense is legit, and I, I have a lot of faith in it. My concern, and I love the run plan, he's good, but they have gone after the run plan in the last two games. 23 targets, 16 receptions allowed, 279 yards. 55% of the yardage that he's allowed for the entire season um, has come in the last two games. So he's, he's been targeted. They're going after him. He's still making teams pay. He got to pick against Seattle, still leading the NFL in picks and in pick sixes, set the NFL record. Uh, but he's got to know that Philly's going to come after him too. If Seattle can attack him, Philly definitely going to try to attack him
1: with their wide receiving group. 100%. And that, you know, everything you say, Terrence Steele, if you go back to that game in Philadelphia, oh, he was, was just. It was awesome. getting pushed into Dak all the time. And that's part of the reason they only scored 23 points, but Dak threw for almost 400 yards. And that, you know, we talk about game wreckers. You know, one guy can wreck a game. Like, yeah. Because if you can give your quarterback time, you just documented, you can shred this defense, but you got to give him time. And if Terrence Steele can't hold up against a really good pass rusher, whether, you know, Reddick is really good, he's, yeah, he's awesome. And that's why the Niners were so effective last week, right? I mean, they they. Early, uh, they didn't do much in the first quarter because the pressure was getting to Brock, and they were they were kind of moving that line of scrimmage. Offensive line settled in, and the, the ball started flying all over the place, and the, they, they scored on six consecutive possessions. Cowboys can do similar, but they got to protect Dak. They
2: got to protect Dak, and I think and they, stay ahead
1: of the chains, and, and that, that's how you know one guy can hurt you. All of a sudden, he's getting penalties, you know, holding calls, and or getting beat quickly, and all totally of a sudden great. you got him in your lap. That's where turnovers come. That's where negative plays come, and that's when this offense can, can stall. which they have not done at home this year. They've been unbelievable in their own building.
2: Yeah, Tony Pollard, he's going to be the key because, like I said, the rushing game was not – for the Cowboys was not effective last time they played the Eagles, but now he is playing at a really high level. He has forced the third most missed tackles on run plays and the fifth most yards after contact since week 10. He's got 18 forced missed tackles in the last four weeks. So he is playing at a really, really high level. So I think that's an and watch the screen game with Tony Pollard. That's how they, the, the 49ers killed the Eagles. Screen game. They're so aggressive getting upfield with their great pass rushers. They killed them in the screen game. How about this little stat, and we'll go to break. The 49ers didn't attempt a pass longer than 15 yards downfield versus the Eagles when they pound him, and they averaged 11.6 yards per attempt and 16.5 yards per completion. How? Yak yards. Yards after the catch, screen game. Debo. Debo.
1: <laughs> Debo. Yeah. Uh, two words. Mm-hmm. Debo. Yeah. Uh, two letters. We'll come back when we do. We'll pick this up. Cowboys fans, what say you? Um, you know, because this text says legacy game. He's beaten the Eagles before. I'll tell you why. I think I agree with Rod that this it, is a legacy I think game. It is. I don't We'll yeah. get into that. Also, back into the transfer portal and the Longhorns who are in it and who they're targeting uh, for college football conversation. We'll hit some bullish or BS for the end of the hour. Let's hook them up with Ian Rodby.
0: Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Hook them Up, 1019-AM-1260,
2: The Horn.
1: Friday on The Horn, congrats to uh, Jared Elliott and the Texas women's volleyball team. The defending national champs showed some championship DNA last night out in Palo Alto, California. Uh, five-set thriller, they beat Tennessee, Lost. Uh, won the first set, Rod, and then lost two sets in a row. And uh, we're on the brink of elimination, but one in the fourth, 26-24.
2: Clutch. Came baby. back
1: and won 16-14 in the fifth, and they are... On to the round of eight, where they will face Stanford, the host team, on uh, I think that's tomorrow night, and uh, the winner will be in the final four, and the defending champs. It's not been the as powerful a team as it was a year ago, losing the likes of Logan Eggleston, and but still, man, they still have got Madison Skinner and uh, Ajo O'Neill, and they're still really good. Uh, props to that team; they've been as consistent as any. How about into the elite eight for the 17th time in 18 years? Ooh, that's good. <laughs> That's good for the that's, volleyball team. It's amazing. And I know a How lot long of... has
2: Coach Elliott been there? Uh, gosh. He hasn't been there the whole time, right? I that's think he cool. has. Was yeah. that the whole, he's been there that whole time?
1: Yeah. Dang. I think he has. He's obviously amazing. built that into yeah, a power.
2: It is amazing. He's, he's done a great job. He coach has. a damn good
1: coach. Uh, without a doubt. And so we'll keep an eye on that into the weekend. Longhorns could be in the Final Four come next week. I would also mention the uh, Cowboys game. and now You said legacy game for Dak Prescott. I know that sounds strong, but here's why when you say it, I heard and I go, I agree with you. Look at the Cowboys don't perform well in this four game stretch against winning teams after rocking up, you know, nine and nine of their first the you know, wins in nine of their first twelve games. Mm-hmm. But they've beaten a bunch of bad teams. I mean, that's not even an opinion. That's a fact. Yep. Cowboy fans know it. But now the next four weeks they're playing good teams. Like um the the the, the whatever they are, the Eagles are ten and two. <laughs> the The Dolphins are nine and three. Uh, the exactly. Lions are nine and three, yep. and then the Bills are six and six. Bills play the Chiefs tomorrow or Sunday, by the way.
2: Yeah, that's that, that's a yeah, big game for them. Both for, teams. Both teams. I'm gonna get, yeah, for Both that's teams. Absolutely, that's a hell of a
1: game in the AFC. Uh, very big game. But um, legacy in this, I think we would all agree, or maybe you're a Cowboys fan, you disagree. If things don't go well here in December and into January, it's legacy in that they're they're likely to move on. Right, if Dak Prescott doesn't beat some good teams, even though, and he's playing better than he's ever played in his life, yeah, that's why That's could, the cool part. Yeah, that is the cool and part. And so, if he doesn't perform here well, and he, they lose to Jalen Hurts Sunday night, then they lose to the Tua and the Lions, If they don't win in the January. I think most people think there's a good chance Jerry Jones will say, you know what. This isn't working, uh, you know, because if you lose in January again, don't get past the divisional round with this quarterback. That's three years in a row that that's you've had a great a regular season. But yeah. when it's time to, to stack up and beat a good team, it's not there. Does that mean they move on? No, but they could. They could look at it and say, you know what, we're, we're spinning our tires here. Maybe we look elsewhere for a quarterback. I don't, but again, it really depends on the performance the next
2: month. Yeah, and this is, and I, I agree with that. Because you have a chance to go get the division. You got a chance to get the division. And, and that's why I think it's a legacy game for that because there's so, man, the magnet, it feels like a playoff game almost, because there's so much on the line. You have a chance, right, to actually, you know, put, put yourself in the driver's seat, in the catbird seat, in the division. What you just pointed out, I think, is, is great what you just laid out, and, and Cowboys fans know it all too well. That's why they're not even excited about these wins they're getting. against <laughs> these average, below-average, mediocre teams. They, wanted, they want they want wins against teams they know are playoff teams and teams that have a chance to be a Super Bowl contender. And the two times they've had a chance to play teams that are Super Bowl contenders, they lost. All right, Cowboys, they lost 49ers, and they lost to the Eagles. And they're about to go on a stretch run here where they're going to play a couple of teams that are going to be in that conversation. But here's why I think it's a legacy game. When was the last time we talked about Dak in the MVP conversation? It
1: never. Maybe rookie of the year. The Maybe rookie year. GF? Maybe
2: that rookie year where he came out of nowhere. And I was like, "Man, this rookie, this kid's good, But was he realistically in the conversation? Probably not. He's a rookie. And we talked about that with C.J. Stroud this year. He was like, "Yeah, he should be in the conversation," but he's going to win it? Probably not. I mean, last rookie to win Rookie of the Year. Uh, sorry, last rookie to win MVP. Jim, what was it Jim Brown? Jim Brown. <laughs> yes, right. So probably not going to happen. But Dak is in the MVP conversation. I'm talking about realistically, and can
1: put a stranglehold on it with a couple of good performances here between now and Christmas. The
2: only thing holding him back right now is the narrative that you just laid out. E ain't be no good teams, man. I need to see Dak do this versus E a good team, some of the best teams in the NFL, and he did it versus the Eagles the first time. They didn't win. It's got to translate to a dub, otherwise it'll be hollow. So I think that's why it's a legacy game for me because. He could actually put himself realistically in the MVP conversation, and if he goes off on the stretch run, like he just said, they're going off. He's not only going to be in the conversation, guys. He may win the damn thing. There is no front runner for MVP right now, guys.
1: It's a regular season award, Rod. There's
2: no front runner right now.
1: There isn't. Uh, there is not. <laughs> I mean, you know, Lamar Jackson was off the ra- off the radar last week because they were off, but they'll come back, and he has a chance. I think Jalen Hurts, you know, either 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 quarterback Sunday night is in this conversation, yeah. and now Brock Purdy's name is in the mix, and. Um, you know, I said this earlier this week that, you know, Brock Purdy, they're kind of weird because he's not even the best player on his own offense. He might be the fifth best player on best his own offense. in the backfield. <laughs> but the MVP is a subjective award, and yep. we've seen the 49ers offense without him. Mm-hmm. Right? right. He, that's how important he is, too, because you can have all those weapons, but if you don't have a guy delivering the ball to him, doesn't it doesn't doesn't go anywhere. Yep. So it is important. I think – so when you say legacy, it's almost like like people hear it and they think, well, he's legacy's online. No, he can – he can change his he legacy. Change it, yes. He all of a sudden becomes a Dak yes. doubted to, oh wow, this yeah. guy's the best
2: quarterback in this league. That's that's what I'm gonna thank you, Reed. That's exactly what I'm getting at. Yeah. He can
1: change it yeah. it yeah, he can. he can, like you talk coming into the season, Steve Sarkeesian, right? There's two camps. There's coaches. There's people that believe Sarks just this, he's gonna be a championship coach. It's just a matter of time. And then there are those who doubt and don't think he's. You know, the record says he's just what he is. Yeah. He had to change that. Well, Sark's changed the narrative. He, it. he, he won a championship. Yep. Uh, he has a chance to go win a national championship. Mm-hmm. He's now you know, the toast of the town. And But that's what Dak has to do. Dak has to change the opinions of, of even their most ardent fans like Ty, Ty back there, who's got a dog named Zeke and loves the <laughs> Cowboys, but he's not buying stock in Dak until he sees it. And I understand why. Yeah. That can change in the next three weeks.
2: Yeah, if you don't like what people are saying, change the conversation. Yes. That's what Sark did. That's what Dak's trying to do. Yep. And and he's got and now he's a he's, he's, he's going to be a father. All right? So in his mind that lots changing in his life too. I'm rooting for Dak. I would love for this to be that legacy game where he beats the Eagles and everybody after something about, well, you know what? Dak is the front runner for MVP right now.
1: That would it's, be a, th- That would like me, ahead of Patrick Mahomes, ahead yes, of Jalen Hurts. That, I mean that that's a legacy.
2: That, that's a, and yeah, that's a and we have not talked about Dak in that in that light. I don't,
1: well, you know, else's legacy changes in that regard is Mike McCarthy.
2: Because hey, Mike McCarthy, right that, e. because, he, right. you know,
1: because it ended sour with Aaron Rodgers, but he won a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers won two of his three MVPs with Mike McCarthy. N- or no, one of his three, I believe. Um, i got to look at the dates. But either way, Mike McCarthy solidifies himself you know, where he was doubted and you know, ridiculed and mocked by a lot of people like us. Uh, he can change his narrative. but it, it, Or it gets reinforced. Oh, exactly. You know, it go, I
2: told you all, I told you Dak ain't a big game quarterback. Well, there think about
1: uh, like Sean Payton right now. A lot of people have compared Dak, you know, Mike McCarthy to, to Sean Payton. One uh, Super Bowl. Yep. Are they really good quarterbacks? Or, or, coaches, or was it Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees carrying these coaches? You know, Sean Payton's showing he's a pretty good football coach mm-hmm. uh, on Denver, right? They were a bad team a year ago until they lost to the Texans last week. They had won five straight. They've gotten better as the year's gone on. Remember, that was a Denver team that gave up 70 points to the Dolphins. Looked like they quit. Well, they got that team back, and they're actually pretty damn good right now. They're a tough mm-hmm. out. Uh, they've beaten the, you know, some good teams in the AFC. That's Coaching why the Texans' matters. win was really impressive. Yep. And you give Mike McCarthy credit. Dak's playing his bad. That was the challenge from the, from the Jones family. We we hired you to get the most out of this quarterback. Yep. So get the most out of this quarterback. And he is. And he is. We're paying admit, him a lot of money. That's that, what we hired you for.
2: And I'll admit, I didn't have a lot of faith after watching the Coast offense for the first month. I was thinking to myself, man, and I I went on a couple of rants uh, on these airwaves about it. I'll give Mike McCarthy a lot of credit. Mike McCarthy started to develop a, a reputation, and it was kind of reinforced by Aaron Rodgers that uh, he was kind of a you know, he was kind of a, a dunce, like he wasn't, he was the guy, he was the reason that they were getting a schematic advantage, that it was Aaron Rodgers who was bringing the kind of the, the intellectual prowess to the offense, and and it, that was also reinforced when he came to the Cowboys, and then it turns out that he was lying about uh, the, the coaching, remember he had the, the coaching barn in the offseason and he supposedly watched every game for the Dallas Cowboys and every play, turns out he didn't watch every play for the Cowboys, and there started to be this stigma that developed by Mike McCarthy that he just wasn't – he wasn't a true uh, football intellectual somehow, that he had stumbled upon and kind of force Gumped his way (laughs) to where he was right now. And I think now he's shattering that narrative. It's like, no man, he's a damn good football coach. Just because Aaron Rodgers uh, was not a Mike McCarthy fan by the end of his tenure there at Green Bay doesn't mean Mike McCarthy still don't know how to coach ball. Well,
1: it, it, the narratives were really bad, and that the game had passed him by. Yeah. We on these airways uh, back uh, previously in, in, with Bucky, we used to have Brian Broads on the show every mm-hmm. week. Oh, um, I love Brian Brodds. With the with the brought to you by Academy. When we had them, and Broads would come on, and there was a time where he, the question in Dallas was, he working hard enough. Was he putting in the time? I remember this. Was he he an eight to five coach? Yeah. And hey, what's going on here? He's
2: some imbecile or something.
1: Like literally, like like that was he was said that on these airways. Yeah. Like that's the that's the question. Is he is he putting in the time Mm -hmm. to compete with the? You know, Nick Sirianni's and the, the Kyle Shanahan's who are you know, at the facility all night long. And that's exactly right. The, and, you know, but again, those were the narratives and you can break them. But guess what? They all get reinforced if the month of December doesn't go well. And you go one and three in this stretch against good teams and you're kind of right back to square one. So right, right back to that's, why his,
2: that's why he's coaching after the appendectomy. <laughs> he's, a, he's like, nah, I'm sorry, appendicitis. Like, I'm yeah, appendectomy. So he had be, yeah, yeah, so yeah, the, the pen, the acute appendicitis. That's why he's coaching, even though somebody's saying, man, that's uh, the only four days to recover. But he knows a huge game. It for is. the Cowboys, for his legacy, and for Dex.
1: And where this year can go too in twenty twenty three into twenty four. All right, we'll come back. We'll hit some bullish or BS, including uh, who's the best non quarterback in the transfer portal currently. I have an opinion on that. Also, did the Lawhorns pull, pull a reverse Johnny? A reverse on, Johnny a, on the Georgia Bulldogs? We gotta, <laughs> we, gotta, we, gotta, we gotta, we gotta, report this. Is this bullish or BS? Coming back, hook him up with Ian <laughs> Rudby,
0: Aaron Hogan. Rod Babers. Hook them up. 1019 AM 1260. The
1: Horn. Big conversations on a Friday. A lot of them. Cowboys playing for the division lead Sunday night. Texans playing the Jets on Sunday at noon. That's a big game for Dimico Ryans. Uh, you gotta beat yeah. the Jets, but it looks like it'll be rainy and uh
2: Well, I got a great stat for you. I'm gonna be a little bit rainy. That's a,
1: that's a matchup of the previous two mm-hmm. defensive coordinators for San Francisco, right? Robert Sala. D'Amico Ryan, yes, head to head.
2: and uh, both former members of the Texans organization. Ryan right. Salo was there at one time uh, as an assistant, uh, and then after D'Amico Ryan played there. So, hey, Some um, tie Texans ties.
1: Bullish on this. Bullish or BS time, Rod? You bullish yes, on uh, we're all rooting for the Indiana Pacers Saturday night in Vegas to beat the L.A. Lakers and win the first ever NBA Cup. And uh, if you have no Hold interest up. Why in Why are we the
2: rooting for the Pacers?
1: Lowest payroll in the NBA, playing the mighty Lakers. I like her, I like an underdog. The this mighty Kyrie's Lakers.
0: House. Are we calling them mighty? Really?
1: Well, they're having a great start to the season. Are they? Well, <laughs> no, they, they aren't. they mighty. No, they're the, not. They're the, sexy, they're the biggest brand in the NBA. Are yeah, that's that's
0: the reason why the NBA has them in the championship game right now because no one else would be They've watching. They won their way in. If it was Sacramento and Indiana, yeah, no one no one would watch at all. Well, Maybe some. I'm telling this you, an invitation. They had to won. win their
1: pool, and they had to win their games.
0: We know how all the games are rigged in the NBA. It's okay. It
1: it's been a wow. it Rabbit hole. Rigged, rigged for here.
0: LeBron. They won by like 50 against New Orleans. That's ridiculous. Yeah,
1: rigged for LeBron. Just like the the Milwaukee Bucks. You don't think the NBA would have liked the Bucks to be in that? Who the uh, Pacers beat last night?
0: They're more worried about mm-hmm. LeBron. We all know.
1: Okay, come on. Okay, okay. Yeah,
2: yeah, we, we all know. know. Uh, speak for yourself. I, but uh, I, I'm probably going to root for. I'm a LeBron fan, so I'm probably rooting. Come for on, me. little
1: the baby. you LeBron
0: fan, Rod.
2: I've always been a LeBron. Me too. He's like yeah. We're both Akron, man. Mean yeah. streets. Mm. I've always been a LeBron fan. I never been a LeBron hater. Mm. I was never a LeBron hater. Yeah, yeah. I know some so people easy him to hate, him. hate on though. He is very. He easy. makes he's it very easy. hateable. Yes, he does. He is the, He's an unintentional villain that make. He he is. He makes. He makes the life of all the LeBron haters very easy because he gives you guys constant material like <laughs> all the time. All he does I is go out and
1: play and perform.
2: But yeah, I mean, still. He's oh,
1: he's
0: great on the court. I I don't hate on his game. I just some. Some of the things he says and does are just funny or okay. dumb, That's idiotic nice. to me.
1: There you go. And he's just because he's been center I mean, of attention. He's full of himself. Since he, I,
0: yeah. yeah. My entire life. So
1: are you. I mean, come on. We're all at some level. <laughs> I mean, come on. Listen to yourself. Uh, you've, you've got a conspiracy. The Lakers won their way to this turn, this championship game, just like the Pacers have, uh, who are the lowest payroll. That's all I'm saying. It's a great story,
2: though. It is a great story. The Pacers story. is a really good story. That's, a, that's what the NBA needs. Yes, that's need my point of on the yeah.
1: They need a Tyrese Halliburton, who's come out of nowhere. This is what this, this need- tournament is cool for, is to create some buzz early. And tell a story. Indiana with the lowest payroll out of 30 teams to, to win this cup. Yeah. And they win some money. Like, each player wins 500 Gs if they win this thing. So, they're actually playing for a pot of money.
2: Each player gets half a mil?
1: Yeah. Wow.
2: That's nice.
1: Yeah, that is cool. I didn't realize
2: they get oh, – I don't know if NBA money, that's not They get a trophy.
1: Much. They get a prize money. That's pretty they're good. They're playing on the funky-looking courts in Vegas. I Kinda like cool. it. Yeah, no, so, you're right about that, So go that, Pacers. The Rick Carlisle. N- the
2: NBA needs more, at least more light shed on those types of stories because the NBA is an aristocracy for the most part. Right? It's the, same, it's the <laughs> yeah. same teams that win That's year right. after year. Uh, so they do. They need more of their, I don't know if they're a small market, the, the less glamorous market teams. Yeah, I'm not selling
1: money. for the NBA. I'm just saying that the, 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 the Pacers may fade and not be very good at the end of the year because they have the lowest payroll, but at least for the, for, before Christmas. They're it's a good gonna, story. Pretty cool story. It's
2: a good storyline. And
1: Tyrese right. Talburton is worth your, your, your eyeballs. He's an yeah. unbelievable. And Rick Carlisle is a great coach. 15 is, yeah, Rick Carlisle is a great coach. Won a championship with the Mavericks back in, back in the day.
2: How about this bullish or BS? Because I, I don't think we've paid enough attention to it because it started out so weird, but now he's playing well. Jordan Love. Bullish. Jordan Love. Yeah, fourth in passer rating over the last five weeks in the NFL.
1: Yeah, there's like a light has come on. And, you know, that's just with reps and and getting experience playing. Uh, You know, you kind of thought that that Thanksgiving win over Detroit was kind of a fluke, and then they backed it up and beat the Chiefs. Yeah. So, yeah, I think Jordan Love, I'd be bullish on, you know, they're ready to throw him out with the – I think think everybody was like, oh,
2: see, but, man, the Packers organization, they're just such a, you know, they're such a steady, consistent organization. I I, I, I figured, I was like, man, Jordan Love can't be that bad. Even when he started out and he was struggling a little bit, I was like, he can't be that bad because the Packers picked him. And the Packers have been developing, and they're the Packers. And they traded up to get him. And they traded up to
1: get him. And made Aaron Rodgers mad to, by yeah.
2: doing it. <laughs> Do they whiff that badly? Um, no, they don't. Because right now he is fourth in passer rating over the last five weeks behind Brock Purdy, Big Dak Energy, and C.J. Stroud.
1: Hey, uh, bullish or BS, guys? There's a There's a theory going around on Georgia Bulldog message boards. Oh, no that the Longhorns and UT conspired with the SEC to put their game with Georgia next year on the same weekend as F1 because the Georgia fans travel as good as any program oh. in the country and they can't find rooms. They can't buy they, – they can't
2: – Guys, that's Austin. <laughs> that ain't got nothing to do with Georgia. Y'all ain't that special. You're that's in the, the big city, city, city now.
0: Come on. Choosing, <laughs> our date,
1: choosing our date to be on the same weekend as F1, it creates the best opportunity for them to eliminate us, taking over their stadium in their first season in the SEC. They're too prideful to let that happen, so they scheduled it intentionally on the busiest weekend of the year. They're just
2: used to those SEC towns that they go to. Those, where, where they're not, they took over they're, Notre Dame Stadium? Yeah, they're not major metropolitan areas they're nope. going to. You are coming to a major metropolitan city, one of the pop culture capitals of the world now. And sorry, Georgia, this is the way it works when you got to play in Austin, Texas. You're it not, sucks for it's everybody. Not it's not anymore.
1: You. Yeah, uh, exactly. Right. Auburn, Alabama. Yeah.
2: Come and on, the man.
1: and the uh but it, the F one weekend <laughs> is the toughest weekend of the year. It without is. a doubt. Um, and you cannot get a ticket a hotel, room, hotel room anywhere. anywhere near. Yeah,
2: but, hell, it's going to be other ones, right? I mean, during the season, what is it? Uh, you got South by Southwest that happens during the season?
1: Yeah, you know, two weeks before. Yeah. Or two weekends before. But oh. it is the toughest yeah. weekend with 150,000 on, fans man. in town. Just get used to uh, it, Yeah, baby. Reverse Johnny on the Bulldogs. Come on now. Hey, and, by the Come way, if they did
2: do it, I support it. <laughs> Me
1: too. Me too. That's what I want. Nice job, UT. We'll be Good back. Job, Hook, them up. <laughs> Hook them up with uh, Ian Rodby.